Hey, it's Natasha. And it's Khalil, aka K-Man. And we are the co-hosts of Woke Woke and Free. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 11th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been joining our conversation for the past couple of weeks, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and, of course, you. We're talking about everything and anything that's important to us, to you, the world, and nothing is off the table. In this episode, we are talking about the hot topic of cultural appropriation. Is it ever okay? But before we dive deep into this subject, we have a couple of ground rules to cover. First, subscribe to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Share, share, share the episode with your friends, your family. Talk to us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, at Woken Free. And of course, you'll also find us on YouTube. So comment, comment, comment. Before we talk to our special guests, let's get to know a little bit more about Anthony Fong. Anthony Fong is a 2014 graduate of New York Law School. Woohoo! As the general counsel at Broadway Stages, he handles the legal affairs of New York's largest full-service TV and film production company, consisting of over 40 sound stages throughout Brooklyn and Queens and location spaces throughout the New York City boroughs. He negotiates and drafts contracts with major television networks, production companies, movie studios, and other media outlets, including CBS, NBC, ABC, Disney, Marvel, Netflix, Amazon, Sony, HBO, Paramount, and Fox. Anthony is also the general counsel to Staten Island Stages, LLC, an affiliated company of Broadway Stages, which was formed after the acquisition of over 69 acres and the former Arthur Kill Correctional Facility in Staten Island, New York. Staten Island Stages plans to invest at least an additional $20 million to build new state-of-the-art sound stages and to renovate at least 45 separate buildings that are also on the property. Dubbed by some as Hollywood East, this new facility with brand new sound stages, back lots, and ancillary spaces will provide thousands of new jobs in New York. Anthony is also a real estate attorney, handling the spectrum of real estate matters including commercial loans, acquisitions, property-based litigation, construction, and other developments. Aside from being a lawyer, Anthony is also an entrepreneur. He's always looking for new and exciting ventures. He has an equity interest and is also an executive producer in an eight-part series project currently entitled The Last Muse. Anthony became a partner to Broad Electrolyte Vitamins after Anthony was convinced as to the effectiveness of multivitamin tablet with no sugar, no sweeteners, no flavorings, no caffeine, which is a solution to jet lag, hangovers, and sports dehydration. Let's get started with our interview with Mr. Anthony Fong. You've listened to our podcast before, so you know we like to share things about ourselves before starting the episode. So so for uh, this episode, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, If you had the opportunity to live on Earth or travel to a possible hospitable planet, would you go and do it? Or would you just stay on Earth? I think I would stay on Earth. (laughs) All right, so you're more comfortable. You're you're more comfortable with the known then. You know when people say, uh, or some people say, don't be the first to do something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it applies to business or other areas, but um, I I would probably want... um, 
the traveling time to be less and for the planet to be guaranteed habitable before <laughs> me or the rest of my family make the trek over there. Interesting. So you're not uh, one to to just go and chase the chase the dream, even if the dream isn't necessarily uh, fully laid out. Then. Yeah, but the concern is just uh, whether or not I would lose time with my own family by doing so. I would want us to all stick together. And, okay. Um. Who, who knows what ha- might happen? Uh, did you guys see that Jennifer Lawrence movie? Which one? Which one is that? Uh, they they he. She travels into space. Um, I think oh, passengers. passengers! Yes, yes, yeah. passengers. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see that. So all right, so I'm so Khalil, sure. I mean, the pod malfunctions and everyone's still asleep, so they actually die on the trip there because they're out of stasis, right? And imagine you have a family waiting back home, waiting to hear from you. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember that movie. I yeah. Sorry, movie. Jennifer Lawrence. He he needed recollection. He did see. <laughs> Yeah, but he thinks he's a oh, yes. Though, right? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I completely remember her now. I, I remember, yeah. yeah. I, I forgot the name of the movie. But, it was interesting because, yeah. yeah, she kind of then, she did hint to the fact that, like, you know, did she regret going on that journey because now she left all her friends and everyone on Earth and then she was in this weird situation where it was her and the guy. Yeah, it was it was interesting. <laughs> so then... All right, what about you guys? Oh, you wanted to hear from us? Uh did you want to go first? Or you, sure. You I think uh, my whole thing would be, uh, you know, I love family and friends and stuff like that, but I also tend to be, I think, a bit, um, I'm not necessarily the most riskier kind of a, a gal. I'm a, a Virgo, so I do like planning and understanding what the risks are involved. But uh, the idea of seeing another planet to me seems really appeasing. So I would probably say I would travel. To the other planet mm-hmm. but your point of are you going to lose time with your friends and family i would say if khalil wasn't traveling with me and woken free wasn't going then uh <laughs> then i would what uh if he, if he was woken free first khalil what would you do would you wake her up would i wake her up from the uh yeah, yeah from from the stasis I oh mean, yeah I, knowing, I... knowing that she would never get to that planet and she really wants to see the planet you know Oh yeah, I'd wake her up in a heartbeat. You know, yeah. and, and you know why? Hey, that's love, Natasha. That's love. You know why though? Can't live without you. Yeah, she she would rather she'd rather see her husband's face than to see this new planet. That, that's Wait, really what it would be. Let's let's let her let's let her give a statement. Is this true? Uh yes, always. <laughs> I would say the first face I want to see and the fir- last face I want to see is definitely my my husband. So uh, yes, I would want to be woken up even if it meant that we were gonna die on the ship and not see the new okay. planet for sure. Yeah. Say, Khalil, you got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there. You're right. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so right, I would go with the quickness because I do want to check out new places and traveling interstellar space seems like a really cool thing. You wouldn't even have to ask me twice. I'm there. Okay, so now the next question is all about you. So why don't you tell our audience more about yourself and what you do before we go into the topic for today? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I do a lot of things. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. But my my training, as you know, you went to New York Law School as well as in, in the law. I'm the general counsel for Broadway Stages, which mm-hmm. is a 
TV and film production company in New York City, mm-hmm. and also Staten Island Stages, which just recently acquired 69 acres in Staten Island, where we're trying to renovate the back lots and the existing support spaces, as well as build uh, five new sound stages. So we're going to have our first uh, kind of like a Hollywood movie studios in Staten Island. Very and cool. In New oh, York nice. City. Yeah, it's going to be the first because there's not enough space here. Wow. That's really, really cool. Okay. So then I think then we can jump now. Now, now we'll get into the the topic for this episode it's all about cultural appropriation so we'd like to hear your thoughts on how do you define cultural appropriation that's a tricky question i mean um <laughs> what comes to mind I, when you think yeah about it? i i think it's sort of using another people's culture to the benefit of yourself as an individual so it can be for financial gain fame whatever it might be khalil what would you say yeah, when I when I think of cultural appropriation, it's the the first thing that comes to mind is in the music industry, how mm-hmm. often artists will borrow from other cultures and just just claim it as their own. I think that's one of the big things with the cultural appropriation. So we can we could take an artist like Iggy Azalea oh, yeah, for example. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people would think of her as a cultural appro- uh, appropriator. Yeah. Appropriator. Because she doesn't have a hip hop background per se, she grew up in Australia, yet she's she's rapping. So people would think of her when in terms of hip hop mm-hmm. appropriation. I think this is an interesting topic for sure as well. According to like an article I saw on USA Today, uh, the mm-hmm. author wrote, very simply put, we're talking about taking elements of someone else's culture without permission, which is a very interesting definition, right? Because if you really break that out we all would be (laughs) cultural appropriators, right? Because someone else's culture means what? If I'm a fan of, of, you know, of something in the Chinese culture and I Mm -hmm. use that in my daily life, but getting a tattoo, yeah, like getting a tattoo. Like I always actually wanted a tattoo with Chinese characters, but like, who am I going to go speak to in China? Make sure you know what it says first, Natasha. Yes. Yes. But (laughs) that's, that's pretty important. Triple check. I know, but again, that's technically, right? Yeah. That's cultural appropriation. But who am I supposed to ask for permission, right? Like, I, I think right. that we, as a society, we get offended a lot about when mm-hmm. we see other people's influence. Same thing. So Iggy Azalea, yeah, she's mm-hmm. Australian, but there's no arbiter of, like, hip-hop. Like, there's no hip-hop king that you say, hey, Mr. King, can I, there's you no know... There's no president of hip-hop? Yeah, like, what are you... Who there's are you no, talking like, to? Isn't there, like, a council where, where these... People no. just sit around and they talk about what is actually authentic hip hop. There is hip-hop. no Illuminati of hip hop. Actually, like... <laughs> actually, Natasha, Khalil, and I are part of that council, so. Ah! <laughs> I would like to withdraw your statement. Oh, okay. So, congratulations. I played myself. Very nice. Sorry about that. Very nice. The jig is up. The jig is up. Okay, guys. So then, okay. So do you do you agree with me, Anthony? Is it do are all are we all cultural appropriators then? I I, I think so. I mean, uh, of course, there are different amounts in the spectrum that you have to consider, right? Something that is more uh, regarded as cultural appropriation, like with your example, could be much different than uh, someone just deciding to listen to rock music or dress like the rockers of that era but mm-hmm. are, are they culturally appropriating as well i, I think they are mm-hmm. 
I agree. Yeah. But but they they don't really since it, there's no ties to nationality with something like rock. Mm-hmm. I think that that's more permissible to uh, the general population. Mm. Interesting. So you're saying yeah. that the more specific it is, the more I guess offensive or egregious it could be. I think if it deals with someone's heritage or culture or national. Uh, nationality or origin then mm-hmm. then maybe it changes the complete um, narrative I think though yeah like when you get more specific so like maybe rock might be open to everybody but when you look at like the heavy metal industry you'll find that there's not a lot of like black artists that are known mm-hmm. like you don't hear a lot about them I heard about mm-hmm. this uh, band uh, they're called unlocking the truth and they're they're like a teenage band made up of these uh, I think it was five or six uh, black kids from Brooklyn and uh-huh. they, you know, they didn't get much. There wasn't much media attention behind them, but technically, they're like one of the few kind of black people in the heavy metal industry. Interesting. And they they did have they they had their music out there. They're on like Amazon and iTunes, all cool. that stuff, but not a lot of media attention behind that. Or like either way, good or bad, which is interesting because when it comes to like hip hop cultural appropriation, you hear about that immediately. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of funny that like for other genres you don't really hear about it so you're saying when it goes where we have people of color taking from like caucasian culture typically then it's not like people aren't seen as cultural appropriators but if they were to switch it which actually i did want to mention did you see on social media anthony where people were giving a lot of shade and a lot of uh, backlash to kim kardashian for dressing up as Aaliyah for halloween as a what uh dressing up as Aaliyah for halloween oh i i missed that yeah so she dressed up as Aaliyah, and people got all up in arms about that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see the pictures. Now, the key thing is, did she dress up in blackface? Because that's no, yeah, that can... that would make a big difference. Yeah. No, she just she used like it was kind of like when Aaliyah dressed in like a kind of like a bathing suit, like bikini top, and she had like these mm-hmm. maybe silver pants or something like that, and so it was like very reminiscent of like an Aaliyah look and so you knew instantly and especially with the wig that she had on or whatever so but again at the end of the day you know so Halloween is a really good example to bring up with this because yeah people for Halloween you think oh I can dress up as anyone nope because now people are saying don't dress up as a Native American that's cultural appropriation my culture is not a costume Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets yeah, I can I can definitely see that, and uh, in in that industry, it's getting worse and worse with the type of costumes out there, even for little kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But I I wanted to ask you two, uh, how do you think the the issue changes when the person's intent is to pay homage to a certain group? You know, it's not to mm. joke around dressing up like a Native American for Halloween, but mm-hmm. it's actually because they respect the culture. And just like you said, you had um, you had wanted some uh, tattoos in uh, Chinese calligraphy or mm-hmm. lettering, right? Yeah, I agree so, with you. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't think that you you mean to do that as an insult, but just that you appreciate the culture, right? Yeah, every, yeah. If anyone knows me, they know I'm obsessed 
with Asian culture. <laughs> so I definitely. I take you for dim sum then. You, you like dim sum? <laughs> I've had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had. Uh, it's uh, quite good, actually. I went to this place in the city. Um, so mm-hmm. I think, you know, the best answer I would say, and I'd love to hear what Khalil has to say on this, but, you know, it's in- Jim Carrey, right, says intention is everything. And I think that that statement is something that I can go to every day of my life. And I, especially when it comes to the subject, right? There is a difference between dressing up as someone that you absolutely love and then dressing mm-hmm. up to mock the person. But the problem in our society is what? People don't, they're not, they're not able to read your mind. What do they do? They just look at you and they make a determination. So regardless of how much good intention you had, it's irrelevant, right? Because you have to, you have to explain your intention. You can't see intention. And so if someone says that it is offensive to dress up, say a person is Caucasian and they love Michael Jackson and they dress up as Michael Jackson, regardless of what his intention is, they just see that as a, you know, a person who's not of color dressing up as a person of color, this could be offensive. So, you know, I think intention is important, but how do you get that across when people won't give you the time of day sometimes? They just see you and make a judgment call. Does that that mean you're for it or against it then at the end Uh, of the day? I think your intention matters, but I think that people don't you, because you can't see attention. Then intention, then you probably, I don't know, because then there's the issue of like, well, you should have the freedom to dress as you want. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I think I would say. It depends on the type of life. If you're willing to deal with the consequence of your action, then do it. If you're not willing to to deal with the consequence, then don't do it. I think that that, that's where I would stand on it. So for me, I personally am more interested in dressing up as a fictional character than as a person, not because I'm afraid Mm -hmm. of backlash, but just because like I just really, like I want to dress up as Storm. I want to dress up as Wonder Woman. I'm more interested in that type of dress up than dressing up as like Maya Angelou. So are you okay with a Caucasian dressing as like a prominent african-american i think our society is going to say no to it and i think that uh i think that i guess if the person explains themselves then 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 that's okay it's well it's based on at at the end of the day it's not for me to decide what someone else's life decision is okay like that's ultimately like if you're gonna do it like but then again you like we went to penn state and they like there were there was an incident of blackface at penn state they were just talking about like being pc on the view this past week again they said intention is important i guess if you're not intending to be malicious then you should do your action but if you are then don't do it but it, it depends on the action so we, yeah. we've been talking about dressing up as as the different culture but mm-hmm. in terms of music if your intention isn't to make fun of their music I think it's okay. What's wrong with doing that? What's wrong with performing in a genre that's not traditionally taken up by your cultural background? Because the it's, it's what's, who's what's your the audience? That? Your audience is going to make the judgment call, and that's they all they need to judge you on if is, is that good, or, good not? or not. Th- that's yeah. what I do. I don't when I listen to music, I don't say I don't try to find out who was this person, mm-hmm. like who are they, what's their background. I don't I don't do that research. I listen to the music. Mm-hmm. I listen to the lyrics. Does it sound nice? I mean. That's what I go by. I don't, I don't think, who is this person? Are they re- Should they really be performing this? I'm not the judge of that. Are they making yeah. good music? That's really the question. For music, cultural appropriation, I don't really think that's a big issue because usually the intention is, is to just make good music. It's mm-hmm. not to just make fun of the music. I mean, sometimes people get mad, though, because you'll they'll jump, like, a lot of artists are jumping into hip-hop now because it's popular, but mm-hmm. if we go back 10 years, would they have actually done a hip-hop song? See, that that's the question. Like, is it really being true to themselves, or are they jumping in just mm-hmm. because of the money now? 
So if your intention is to just make money off the other culture, mm-hmm. does that still make it okay? I well, think that's that, that could be. Uh... If your intention is only to profit and not to just like Enjoy be artistic, passion, yeah, yeah, like be artistic with your passion, is that correct? Then I think that's a little. That's a little bit more muddy because I, I, I don't mm. want to say it's wrong to want to earn money. And just because something's <laughs> popular, that's wrong. That, that's to me. You can't say that. That's 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 still that's, that's Anthony, taking a little too think? far. Like in your business and what the line of what you do, at, you know, as either an entrepreneur or, you know, for, who you know, the studios and stuff that you work with. What do you what do you think? Like, how does how does that play that conversation play out in what you do? I think that there there is some sensitivity and you have to be very cognizant of it. But mm-hmm. At the same time, with what Khalil said, you know, it's very interesting, all, all of uh, your two thoughts. But I, I think that it's important sometimes to sort of take from other cultures and try to put your own spin on it or to improve it because then mm-hmm. you, you can push the envelope and, and yep. create better art, you know? Hmm. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a great point you That's make. true, yeah. too. But what about, like, situations where, like, say in hip-hop, right? We all agree that hip-hop is something that's associated with, like, black culture. Is that, like, a blanket statement that everyone agrees with, or is that arguable? The Roots actually started off in the Bronx with, um, it's, it's funny. It might, it's, it's actually attributed to Hispanic and African-Americans. If you actually look at the very roots of when rap became popular, okay, it's actually... The, Hispanic okay, so Hispanic re- and Black culture ties yeah, to it's it. Actually, yeah, it does. Act, it is actually. Anthony, would you, you so you agree with that, or you? I I don't know. I listen to Vanilla Ice still. So. Ah! Oh yeah, the, <laughs> the best. Back. He's nice. the best artist of all time. So. I know that I was gonna be like. <laughs> that was a really good rapper. I just want to point that out. True. Right okay, so that's so I that's. Think, mm-hmm. I think I I don't know if you saw the Netflix documentary on Rapper's Delight and uh, the growth of hip-hop as an industry and mm-hmm. especially in New York City but that song which what everyone considered to be hip-hop wasn't even at the core the essence of hip-hop you know it was something hmm. um purely for monetary gain I think well so what wow. I was leading to is like so when a person not of color gets into hip-hop and then is a very famous artist and maybe even seen as like better than uh, people of color is that like are we okay with that, right? Like, is that is that a cultural appropriation? Yes, no. And if it is, it's like it's a permissibility. I don't know if if, if permissibility yeah, is hard. even yeah. a conversation that we can get into. I mean, like we said before, there's who's the arbiter on yeah, yeah. You can't, on this issue. You can't really decide. But and I, you're yeah. gonna have a lot of what do they call it these days? Uh, Twitter fingers <laughs> ready to. <laughs> ready to ridicule you and you're, you're not even going to know who, who's trolling you or criticizing you mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah there, there's no one to really decide what you can and can't do as long as it's not uh dangerous to other people or overly offensive right true true okay do you think the cultural appropriation is destructive to our society Jeremy Lin has always been known or has been for past uh, year or two years for having these outlandish hairstyles or just hairstyles that he really likes. You know, he had a, a super mohawk and um, he, he changes his style very often. But more recently, he was seen sporting uh, dreadlocks and mm-hmm. this ex-NBA player he used to play on the Nets side. Uh, was actually a fan of him too his name Kenyon martin went to social media oh, yeah. to criticize jeremy lynn mm-hmm. and 
it was it was a lot of controversy and you know people took either side but at the end Jeremy Lin you know he's Harvard educated he just said look I I did it because I appreciate the culture mm-hmm. and and Kenyon you probably appreciate the culture too because you have a Chinese character tattoo on your neck Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Right, and then and then right. after that, a lot of people took Jeremy Lin's side. But I think the point is, Jeremy Lin in interviews after was just saying that we should learn to appreciate each other's culture and and learn more about it. And he doesn't mm-hmm. feel like he was trying to culturally ap- appropriate, and he didn't feel that Kenya Martin was either. Mm, gotcha. I mean, I think you know what it's going to come down to is that. Uh, I agree. Like as a culture, as a society, globally, as a, as a global society, we as people need to stop seeing each other as uh, as enemies. We need to stop seeing other people as different and, and focus on what unites us, which is our humanity, which is our passions for music, our passion for art, our passion for being uh, different and, and doing different things. And I think that as long as I think where the conversation of cultural appropriation becomes an issue, uh, and and I talk about this when I talk about black feminism, when I do talks at schools, is that, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, the thing is, I think with like, at least black women, right, we get offended when people will say to us, you know, like, your lips are, you know, too big, or this, that, whatever, like, criticize us for what we have naturally and then when someone not of color goes and you know they emulate how we look but we're deemed as wrong for existing naturally this way and then someone else like uses it and they you know are able to to succeed uh either in their career or are are idolized as beautiful people i think that that's when Mm -hmm. the culture the cultural appropriation conversation is very frustrating because it's, it's like if we stopped criticizing people for existing how they naturally are, then, then yeah, then you can go ahead and inject your lips and butts and do what you want to do, but don't call me wrong for just living my life, right? Like, I think that that's the issue. I think sometimes in movies they do that. They'll make fun of other cultures, but mm-hmm. then go back around. That same character will have the same traits. So it's kind of yeah. like the Jeremy Lin situation with the dreadlocks. There's people yeah. that... They'll make fun of the the dreads, but they want to get them themselves, and it's okay. Yeah, and that's, it doesn't make sense. That, so. that 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 just seems wrong. Do you guys feel that for certain cultures, there there's more of this going on, but not really spoken about? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely think people take a lot from Native American culture when it comes to art and sports. jewelry and uh, sports teams. They take the they their mascots often. Oh yeah, the sports taken from Native uh, Americans. Yep, yeah. uh, black culture definitely for hip hop for beauty standards for things like that. Um, and uh, I, I'm definitely, I think even even Latina culture, like how it's it's just you know what it is. It's like people in our society make things either businesses or thought people take something and they make it trending right and then it's a trendy thing but this is something like remember the twerking situation like when listen i love you miley cyrus but like when you started twerking like chicks have been twerking for a very long time that's that's that all right that's interesting that you brought that up because that makes me think of the one thing that i'm really mad that was cultural appropriated and Mm -hmm. shouldn't have been i don't know if you remember but a couple years back uh, these schools started doing the Harlem Shake. Oh, it, it was a completely yes. different Harlem Shake than the actual yes. dance. So yes. I, I don't know if you remember that, Anthony. Did, did you see that the the new Harlem Shake? Have you seen that before? Videos of that. It, it was based. It was based on a song, right? 
you, well, the Harlem well, Shake the, is a, the, the original Harlem Shake was done by P. Diddy, and it was just like yeah. a shaking of the shoulders. So then, uh, right, right. But did they accompany it with some sort of music? I, I yeah, can't remember, but it's kind of faint. Oh yeah, for for the new one, you're saying yeah, the new one yeah. had like some random like some random uh, mm-hmm. track to it. I don't remember what the mm-hmm. song was. But they'd play that yeah, music and everybody would just kind of act wild and crazy. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really the Harlem Shake, but they were using right. that name, mm-hmm. I guess, to kind of get the publicity that yeah. they wanted and to make it really viral. They they called it the Harlem Shake. Like it had the nothing, SEO value I, for it. It had nothing to do with Harlem, though. And yeah. these people weren't shaking. Oh, Jesus, Glow. <laughs> it really wasn't. Like, I, I'm mad at that one. That I, I really have to admit that. That, that to that me, was not, that was not a cool thing. You guys uh, got to put on the website a small box of Khalil Harlem shaking uh... I know. We got to put So these people are educated. You know, they got to <laughs> This is the correct way. Listen. Step one. I know. shoulder to the, <laughs> the top of your neck. <laughs> Let me not do my Harlem shake. He gets mad at me, too. He's like, that is not the Harlem shake. I'm well, like, it is variants are, and things are, are like that. Are you going. from Harlem? <laughs> No, he's not. Oh, he's from I, I think that's, Hollis that's Queen. sort of cultural appropriation then, isn't it, Des? <laughs> <laughs> and that, thus the reason why I don't do the Harlem yep. Shake to this day. Exactly. <laughs> he won't do the walk either. <laughs> Whoa, hey, careful. We didn't know who's listening to this. Oh. Different territory, Natasha. <laughs> dangerous territory we're gonna have to redact that last statement of course well i think we've definitely beaten the horse of (laughs) cultural appropriation down to the ground i think so Um, do you have anything else to add or things you want people to you know the audience of woken free to know about anthony fong and what you're doing and uh where can they find you your social media all of that good stuff you want to say all that yeah i mean uh most of my information is on my LinkedIn, but I think <laughs> a, a website that a website that people could really benefit from going to is mm-hmm. uh, BroadwayStagesBlog.com. No spaces. Okay. It's what um, there. There's something very wonderful about the company I work for. They have a great sense of corporate responsibility that I haven't seen any private entity have. Mm. And especially this time of year when um, giving is needed the most, um, mm-hmm. September September months, November, December, mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, October, Thanksgiving. We'll be doing something like almost every week. And sometimes after work, it's like every single night. Wow. So at com, you can see all the charities that we support and we're trying to raise awareness for okay we we have a strong commitment to green initiatives education of course children because they're going to be the future leaders of america yes absolutely okay Okay. so i will definitely include links and things on on the episodes that people can uh sure can do that and then what are some causes that you're a part of i guess that you believe in and that people should be aware of right well I'm, i'm on the board of um the Flushing YMCA. Mm-hmm. They're a great organization. I believe that they're they're a pillar of the community, mm. and they they have the very interesting task of balancing uh, their commitments to to philanthropy and children with diversity issues. Okay, wonderful, mm-hmm. great. And uh, shout outs to Bro.co. Okay, it's a electrolyte vitamin that prevents hangovers, jet lag, and sports dehydration. Are you joking? No, seriously. <laughs> I mean, this thing works so well, I, I don't get to drink much anymore, but when I do, I, I get headaches. You know, I'm not getting any younger. So I tried this thing, and, and I swear by it, it works every time I have my girlfriend try it, and 
it works every single time. So I decided to invest in the company. So, That's awesome. <laughs> so it's a hangover pill? Um, it's it's a vitamin. It's all natural. There There's everything that you read in the nutrition facts. You'll know what it is except for one amino acid, but you can look that up too. There's no extra additive sugars mm. or calories. Okay. Okay, interesting. All right, we'll we'll definitely yeah, we'll have to that check out. that out. Okay, and we definitely have to have you back on. You are too funny, sir. I can't. No, you, you guys are amazing. I mean, I can listen oh. to you guys all day, and oh. and I, oh, thank I did you. hang out with you an hour before an hour before this interview. So <laughs> you, you guys weren't there, but but I was there. Oh, okay. all right. So We're thank gonna... you, Anthony, yeah. uh, for for yeah, joining us. Um, and you sure. are amazing. We are at that time again. It is coming to the end of our 11th episode of Woken, Woken Free. And it was quite the episode talking all about cultural appropriation. Now, I always have to ask, will I leave you hanging for what our next episode is going to be all about? On our next episode, we will be discussing gun control. So follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation and make sure you tune in to next week for Woken Free Wednesdays to join the conversation at www.wokenfree.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, please submit a topic for an upcoming episode or share how you feel about what we've talked about in the past and what we plan to talk about in the future. I have seen you all commenting and telling us, you know, certain topics that are major to you. So we appreciate the feedback. And of course, you can hit us up at the contact us page at WokenFree.com. And I can never stress enough, we're super, super social on social media. So hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, YouTube. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Till next time, folks.